seven classic vampire movies, five minutes at a time. I am your host, Dr. Chris, from the Radio Horror Network. And I am Scott Danielson. And the music that you're listening to right now is Cry Little Sister. However, it is a cover of Cry Little Sister by the objectivist guitarist, <laughs> who is a guest that you can find his interview on the Dr. Christian Radio Horror Show about the time that this episode will be airing. We're actually recording this episode on the 5th of August, and it will be up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our website on Monday the 13th. Because <laughs> we post these episodes uh, every other week, and the last episode was posted on the 30th. So uh, we're going to try and have these up again every other week. Um, but uh, he is a British guitarist, metal guitarist, and you can actually watch him doing a music video of Cry Little Sister on his YouTube page. And in my nice. opinion, this is a thousand times better than the Marilyn Manson version. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Screw you so much you better. if you disagree with me, because you need to see this guy in action. He is awesome. I probably just, ad- I just eliminated half our audience through Marilyn Manson. But I hope not. So, no, not screw you, I'm kidding. Take a joke. But seriously, go watch this guy's music video of doing Cry Little Sister. It's nothing flashy, it's just him doing Cry Little Sister as a music video, and it looks freaking awesome. And that's what you're hearing playing behind us. I'm going to fade it out right now, and you can actually hear it in its entirety at the end of this podcast. I will play all eight minutes of his cover rendition of Cry Little Sister for you, with his permission, by the way, he said it's totally okay that we do that, so even though it's a cover, he doesn't own the song, he is the artist behind it, so I did ask his permission ahead of time. So, uh, we're actually working on our own cover of uh, uh, theme music for this podcast, uh, and I will get back to you about how that is all working out soon, so it takes time, let's just say. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, what are we covering in this episode tonight? Uh, What's the clock? What's the minute clock? Okay, so the main plot point is we're finishing up at the amusement park, and then we're going to Grandpa's cabin. And then we get a teaser of our beloved uh, uh, Tim Capello (laughs) at at the very end. (laughs) Yes, uh, I thought that was kind of... I I didn't realize what passes... uh, uh, what passes this episode till I watched it, I was like, oh shit, there's Tim Capello at the end, so... Yeah, um, we get the full knee kick up and down, and then <laughs> then it cuts, and then that's when we cut out. Right, and uh, you can look on our Facebook page for some amazing pictures of me and Tim Capello. <laughs> <laughs> I think we posted those, right? I'm dressed as um, Alice Cooper, and I'm, uh, I'm singing with Tim Capello with his ass to me. I believe I believe so, but if not, we we need to we should just post them again. Yeah, honestly, absolutely. that's something we should just keep absolutely. posting <laughs> every week until everyone knows about it. Right. Hold on one quick second, Scott. Okay. So right at the very beginning, we are still playing the cover of uh, no. I'm sorry, we, yeah, we're still playing the cover by uh, uh, the Bunny Men group. Yes, uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, People Are Strange, uh, the Doors cover is still playing, and we're still meeting the, the denizens of uh, Santa, uh, Santa Carla. Just to kind of get through that first minute and a half, that's basically what it is. It's a montage of all the weirdness of what's going on. Yep, a lot of, d- bunch of new faces, uh, there's a gratuitous shot of a woman's butt, uh, there's a dude in a big, and honestly, it looks like the Burt Reynolds hat from Celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> at one point. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, some some punks. 
uh, I believe, uh, some some Hispanic folks, and then we're we're back in the car going to Grandpa's house. With Michael on his bike riding behind him. Now, uh, before we get to Grandpa's house, uh, who is in the remainder of the credits that show up? Let's see. Uh, Richard Donner gets a a big one. That's that's one. He's an executive producer, and uh, let's see. Um, and then obviously the director Joel Schumacher, and then we have three screenwriters. That's also a yes. So we have, yeah, we have. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Jan Fisher, James Jeremias, and uh, Jeffrey Bohm. I'll get credits on the screenplay. And who else? We should probably go through them all. Who else do we have for credits uh, that show up at the in the uh, first minute and a half? Um. Let's see. I'm. I'm actually. I'm actually blanking on the rest of the the rest of the credits on there. Those are the ones that stu- that stood out. At least oh, okay. I. I took Susan, uh, copious notes Becker, on. Becker, the costume designer. Uh, cost and I didn't catch the costume designer. No. Susan Becker is. I, I'm. I'm telling you, it's, it's Susan Becker. Just, just follow along. Um. We have uh, Marion uh, Doherty, who's the casting director. We have Michael Chapman, who's the director of photography. And we mm-hmm. also have the uh, the composer. Thomas Newman. Yes. For the music. Uh, Susan Becker, as uh, somebody I'm going to point out uh, really quick, she was also the costume designer on Flatliners, so of course worked with Joel Schumacher again. Days Works with Thunder, Schumacher. Uh, the Good Mother, The Lemon Sisters, uh, Father of the Bride, not Father of the Bride Part 2, but the first one, Father of the Bride. Um, and then I believe... She retired after 1996 because she's not listed anymore. So I don't know if she's still alive or not. But IMDb does not list a death at all. Yeah, it looks like Sergeant Bilko was the in 1996 was the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> and if IMDb is correct, by the way, she was only ever nominated for one award her entire career. It was a Saturn Award for the Lost Boys, but it doesn't appear as though she won, as she was only nominated. And then, of course, the uh, the writers have a long and interesting history with the uh, the Lost Boys writing the film, as it was basically presented one way, and then it was changed around a lot. Um, you know, again, as we spoke last time, there was a lot of, like, the Lost Boys from, like, Peter Pan. Yeah, it's, yeah, it started as, like, a Jan Fisher and James Jeremiah, so it was originally, like, more of a, well, the, the title is definitely Peter Pan, it's inspired, it was, a like, kind of a direct Peter Pan, but vampires, and they had to work it differently, so it wasn't <laughs> exactly that. Now, they also get a writing credit on the Lost Boys sequel, The Thirst and the Tribe. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, I was actually messaged on uh, our email, thatradiohorror at gmail.com. Again, thatradiohorror at gmail.com. Are we going to cover the Lost Boys of Thirst and Lost Boys of the Tribe? And to that, oh, I man. absolutely effing not. <laughs> we have no. no reason to I never want to have to watch those movies ever again if I don't have to um, I mean yeah it's it's kind of like imagine if somebody made a fan film but they were in the movie and made a fan film it's very bad uh, yeah they're basically uh, kind of like fan films of the Lost Boys uh, variety now there is another Lost Boys movie listed it's called The Lost Boys The New Breed and it was a short film that came out in uh, the 5th of January, the day after my birthday, and it's nine minutes long, and I don't know anything about it. It's got a bunch of people in it. It's got big production, uh, a bunch of nobodies I've never heard of, and I can't tell you anything about it because I've never seen it before. Have you? No, I can't say I have. That's ah, right. <laughs> sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot just because. Yeah, <laughs> 
to it on YouTube, or if you have a link to it because you're connected to somebody from the movie, please send it to us. We'd like to watch it. Hopefully it's better than the two movies that Corey Feldman made. I mean, um, it'll be shorter, so at least if it's bad, then you don't have to deal with it for as long. Now, when they arrive at Grandpa's house, Dad is a heavy sleeper, as Mom points out, and uh, they, of course, immediately, Sam's like, can we go back to Phoenix? Or, or yeah, is it Phoenix? Yeah, if he's dead, can we go back to Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> and Mom gives him that look like, I'm gonna beat you so hard. <laughs> yeah, he, so he pops. He pops up like he just pulled a fast one on him. <laughs> That's like one of three looks that she gives Sam in this movie. Later on, we'll get to more of them. But yeah, one of those like, I'm gonna beat you so hard, you're gonna be like a mm -hmm. stepchild. And um, and one little interesting, I think it's a nice. And we, well, obviously we're doing it minute by minute, so we're not. We're still early on, but I think it's noteworthy that Grandpa has a headband. Yeah, is, it that, is that supposed to be uh, uh, symbol, symbolism for the Frog Brothers later on? Yeah, kind of, a, it's a, it's like a small, I don't know if it's intentional or not, or if like he just showed up to set wearing that, and they're like, sure, why not, I don't care. Like, <laughs> it could have been intentional, it could have been nothing, I have no idea, but I I think it, it kind of works. <laughs> then we, uh, we move inside the house immediately as they're carrying stuff through, and Sam notices there's no TV, and uh, he's going to go a little crazy. Maybe, um... You know, kind of like Jack Palance in The Shining, kind of crazy. And as they're discussing, you know, being flat broke and Michael is uh, pumping the iron with his amazing biceps. Yeah, um, I like how he carries that in, like, one-handed, I think, at one point. <laughs> Patrick is just jacked in this movie. I'm going to be meeting him in uh, November at the Rhode Island Comic Con, so I'm definitely going to have to ask him about that. I nice. no Lost Boys panel or anything, so anything I'm going to have to ask him is going to be very quickly because he's the only actor from the Lost Boys who's uh, coming to the Rhode Island Comic Con. So I, I hope, I hope, I hope, if I pay for an autograph, he will give us a little bit of a soundbite of like, hey, this is Jason Patrick, otherwise known as Michael from the Lost Boys, and you're listening to the <laughs> Lost Boys 3 Minute Podcast. If I can get him to do that, that would be awesome. That would be the intro for every episode of the show. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the opening every single time. It's like when uh, like radio DJs get like some person to say the name of their station. <laughs> yeah, or Brian Hallrin does the, uh, the Clerks one for the Clerks Movie Minute podcast. Nice. That's perfect. Now, somebody also messaged me saying, um, you didn't get that. You didn't come up with that originally, right? Their other Movie Minute podcast. And I'm like, duh, of course. And I yeah. reference... The Superman Movie Minute Podcast. If you can't figure out why I'm going to be citing the mo the Superman Movie Minute Podcast as a great influence for the Lost Boys, then hold on. We're going to get there in a couple episodes because there's <laughs> a huge amount of Superman coming up very, very soon. Yes, um, very much so. At least more than once. At least in like three episodes, there's some Superman coming up. The Superman Movie Minute podcast is the formula that I'm copying and I cite for inspiration for this podcast as they did Superman the movie and they're now doing Superman 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, uh, <laughs> uh, at five minutes at a time. And that's what we're doing as well. Uh, apparently, and I haven't listened to it yet, but the podcast that started the Movie Minute podcast formula was Star Wars. The Star Wars Movie Minute podcast was the first one. Okay, the progenitor of us all. Yeah, uh, of course, they started it with A New Hope. Oh, of course, yeah, that's the only way to do it. I think you go in terms of order of production versus Correct. anything else. However, if I haven't listened to the Star Wars podcast. I'm sorry. I, there's a lot of podcasts I listen to, but I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I'm hoping that they've done it 
like the fan way to watch the movies. Now, the fan way to watch the movies is four, five, then one, two, three, then six. Because after Luke finds out that Darth Vader is his father, that's when people who have never seen the Star Wars movies before should watch the prequels. Because then you can understand how does this, how is this man in black Luke Skywalker's father? Oh, I should watch these crappy movies and then come back to the film series in six. <laughs> that's the fan way, apparently, of watching it. And you gotta think about that. That makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the no, it is, it is interesting. It's like a giant flashback. Yeah, the big reveal that Luke Skywalker is the son of Darth Vader, and then you find out how does Darth Vader, how did Darth Vader become Anakin Skywalker after what Obi-Wan Kenobi said. Yeah, why was he such a better swordsman before, oh, when he was yeah. 15? What happened to all the choreography? Oh, you mean there were, like, Jedi training choreographies, and now we just wave the sword around in the air? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, that is a whole other podcast, and we will never reference Star Wars ever again, maybe. Anyway, so um, Sam and Michael break into Grandpa's back room, and Michael repeats what Sam said. Talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now yeah, I have... Go, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I just every the the way that they pan around the room it reminded it reminds me a lot of uh, the second Ace Ventura movie where the uh, where where the guy leads him into the room of all the animals that he's killed yeah. <laughs> and he goes oh nothing it's like does this bother you and he goes oh nothing this is a lovely room of death and that is the first thing I thought of with all of the hunting trophies and and skulls and everything all around the room. <laughs> this is a lovely room of death. Um, we're going to play a clip here that is going to sum up a ne the next minute or so because I can't do this clip any better justice than playing it from the movie when Grandpa goes yeah. over the rules and about the TV guide and if all the vampires stand up because it's so yes. great. I just I have to play the clip. We're not going to do this that often, but for this one scene, it just leads into one or the other. It, it's so good. Here it is right here. Rules! We got some rules around here. Second shelf is mine. That's where I keep my root beers and my double-thick Oreo cookies. Nobody touches the second shelf but me. Now, there's another rule around here, and I want you to pay close attention. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Everything is exactly where I want it to hey, be. Hey, Grandpa, is it true that uh, Santa Carla is the murder capital of the world? Well, there are some bad elements around here. Wait a second, let me get this straight. Are you telling me that we moved to the murder capital of the world? Are you serious, Grandpa? Well, now let me put it this way. If all the corpses buried around here was to stand up all at once, we'd have one hell of a population problem. Great, Dad. Now, on Wednesdays, when the mailman brings a TV guide, sometimes the address label is curled up just a little like that. Now, he'll be tempted to tear it off. Don't. You'll only wind up ripping the cover, and I don't like that. And stay out of here. Wait, wait. You have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. You don't need a TV. Okay, that that scene is just so goddamn funny. <laughs> yes, it is. Got, like, Michael and Sam, like uh, Michael picking on his brother by like playing with his hair and his ear and swatting. His, I, I did the same thing with my brother. Do you have a brother? Yeah, I, I have a, I have a younger brother. Though at this point, he towers over me. <laughs> He's like six foot two, and I am a, a sturdy uh, five seven in good shoes. So, <laughs> um, not no real no real opportunities for for picking on him. He he got taller than me fairly quickly. Now, uh, 
I, I just got to point out that the when this episode airs on the 13th of August, it will be the day after the Boston Comic Con, uh, where I won't meet anybody from the Lost Boys, but I will be there if anyone... You know, if I met anybody who's listening to this podcast, hello, I was dressed as uh, Doctor Strange one day and the Iron Chef American one day. Very nice. Yes, it's a chef costume with Iron Man parts. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, reason I mention this is because that same weekend, my brother will be getting married. Very nice. Yeah, my younger brother will be getting married. He's three years younger than me. Um, uh... Let's see. Uh, and then we switch to a tracking shot of the ocean. What sounds like bats? I believe this is the Lost Boys flying their motorcycles over the ocean because, well, in the next episode, we're going to get into meeting the cast, the Lost Boys in Star, right? No. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Not quite yet. But yeah, not, qu- not quite yet. We do hear a lot of, like, kind of giggling. It sounds it sounds like we're about to hear Cry Little Sister again. <laughs> no, <but what laughs> a little bit. Is, uh, we break right into uh, I Still Believe with Tim Capello. Yes. Uh, immediately, and then, and then it ends. We, we, get a, we get a crowd shot. We get Tim Capello raising his fist in the air. We get a crowd shot, and then that's our it. Our five minutes are over. But, hey, we get to meet the greasy saxophone player who, by the way... Go pick up the Lost Boys comic book series by Dark Horse, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Vertigo Comic Books and DC Comic Books. It is revealed that Tim Capello is, in fact, a vampire hunter. Or his character is. Wait, what? <laughs> they, they turn is, sex. Yes, that's that's uh, pretty amazing. We'll get into a little bit more about it next time we record, but uh, yeah, go pick up the Lost Boys comic book six issue miniseries. The greasy saxophone player is a vampire hunter. <laughs> that, that makes sense. I can see that. You're touring around. You kind of, you, you know, you go to place to place. Yeah. Wherever you're needed. Yeah. He signs uh, his letter to the uh, Vampire Hunter initi- uh, organization as The Believer. And in fact, that is his nickname. <laughs> that is the nickname of the character. He is The Believer. That's perfect. I would even, I would even, if he had a signature weapon, I would call it that The Believer as well. Exactly. Well, that's it for the five minutes of this uh, episode of the Lost Boys Movie Minute. Scott, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us at Lost Boys Minute on both Facebook and Twitter, and follow us individually. <laughs> we, uh, I think I recently tagged us both on Twitter to say to follow us, because we're cool. Yes. I, I think so, so definitely follow us as well. But we're going to be changing the name to, of the Twitter and the Facebook to the Lost Boys Movie Minute. It's not going to be the Minute by Minute. It is listed that right now, but we're going to change that so it matches the podcast correctly. Uh, very soon. Scott's going to be on top of that very, very soon. Yep, or yep. all on top of it. Or I'm going to send the Lost Boys after him. Or, no, I'm <laughs> going to send Fang after him. Isn't Fang the, the dog we meet later on? Uh, yeah, they call, yeah the, the first dog that we meet, actually, in this episode is Nanook, which yes. I thought was... <laughs> yes, we meet Nanook. Uh, he chases the horses. We forgot that scene. Uh, he chases after the horses while Sam... Uh, sorry, Grandpa's giving his daughter shit about her... <laughs> crappy divorce <laughs> <laughs> which which actually wanted I actually wanted to briefly talk about this which is like he grandpa teases her he's like you're the only woman I know who who like got less in the, vo- the divorce than, than more and she says oh we didn't want a protracted legal battle and considering that she brought her children to the murder capital of the world I think she, that was the reason she was trying to avoid legal trouble <laughs> oh uh, the craziness that we're going to be talking about coming up on the Lost Boys uh, in the next episode we're going to have more of the concert scene and we will meet the Frog Brothers and their stoner parents <laughs> yes <laughs> 
So I will also have some great little tidbits of information from the Lost Boys, Lost in Shadows book about uh, those that scene in the comic book store. And we're going to have a couple guests on the show. We might have somebody from a Superman podcast. I haven't heard back from anyone yet, but we will be having uh, possibly a uh, cosplayer friend of mine who dresses as a Superman character on the show with us to talk about uh, her love of Tim Capello. Very nice. So... Thank you, everyone. Uh, Don't forget to uh, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find uh, our podcast as well. All those links can be found on RadioHorror.com. Thanks, everyone. And I leave you now with Cry Little Sister, uh, as performed by the Objectivist Guitarist here on Radio Horror Network, the Radio Horror Network. Thank <laughs> you.